This is Bulls Beat on USF Bulls Unlimited. Each weekday morning, Bulls Beat is your stop for exclusive interviews, highlights, and the very latest on all sports at the University of South Florida. With today's show, here's your host, Derek Sharp. Well, when we went into the weekend, this was kind of the show I was hoping we'd be having for you on Monday, filled with victorious highlights, plenty from the men's and the women's games that will take up the bulk of our show. We'll also tell you how tennis fared. It was getting back to 500 for the men's side, which was a very successful weekend because they went into it 0-3. And the women's team was at home against the Florida Gators on a windy, not tailor-made for tennis conditions Sunday and lost, but I think a very promising team. We'll also give you a little bit of a hint of what was going on Friday heading into the weekend with the baseball team and my photo shoot interview. So get ready to hear plenty of those over the next few weeks. In about two and a half weeks, the softball season will begin. And of course, we'll have all that action for you on USF Bulls Unlimited, covering the squad and also giving you play-by-play. But this weekend was all about basketball and a spectacular performance by the Bulls. They defeat UCF. 85 to 72, a loss that dropped the Knights from, and by the way, I think it's cool that not only on NCAA.com, but other sites, you can get the daily net rankings updated. Bracketologist.com does a great job, so you can scroll back, you know, to a week ago and just go back day by day and see what happened. So the Knights were in the 43rd position entering the weekend and now sit at 56, thanks to your USF Bulls. By the way, before we get to the highlights, uh, you know who went up a lot yesterday in the net rankings? That'd be Temple, the next Bulls opponent, by going to Houston and beating the Cougars. That's right. The Bulls play a team that just beat Houston next, but we'll worry about that on Wednesday. Temple went from 143 to 126. We'll have around the American on Monday afternoon and get to a really busy weekend. But on this Bulls Beat show, of course, we concentrate on the Bulls, and it was fantastic. This game didn't get really lopsided until the very end. It was tight throughout, but the Bulls stayed on top essentially throughout, doing a great job defensively and, of course, getting a sensational performance, not just from Tyler Harris, although he was sensational, but from many others. It took a few minutes to get the offense cranking, but Tyler Harris, who would score a career high in points, got it going with the passes, and then Sam Hines was outscoring the Knights by himself. Spin shot, and that's blocked by Tyler Harris at 5-9. He went up, elevated, and got it. Now a no-look pass to Sam Hines for a two-handed dunk. Oh, my heavens, at both ends of the floor. That was an incredible sequence by Tyler Harris and showed you everything you need to know about that little guy who delivered a brilliant pass to Hines for the dunk. Russell Chiwa comes down with another rebound. He's gotten all three rebounds. Another no-look to Sam Hines. Another dunk. Harris to Hines. That was like a carbon copy of the first play. I mean, it might have been a replay almost. Tomahawk on that one. Fast pass inside to Chiwa. Couple ball fakes. Kicks it back out to Hines. He's wide open for three. Let's it fly. Rattled it in. Sam Hines. Again, Tyler Harris, deservedly so, got the headline this game, but he was helped out by a lot of folks including Sam Hines, including Corey Walker Jr., who had probably his best game of the year in many ways. You can hear some of them here. And Selton Miguel had the knack for making some plays. The game would sort of go back and forth. There was a three-point shooting flare to the first half. Here are the rest of your first-half highlights. Pulls down three. Here's a kick into the corner. They swing it around Harris. He's going to load up a three on the right wing. Yes! To tie the game at 11. That's what the Bulls need, that kind of potent offense from Tyler Harris, who's Definitely been the playmaker so far in the game with a couple of assists and now with a big three-pointer. To Hendricks at the high post. Shot clock cut in half. Goes baseline against Walker. Bodies him up and he double dribbled the basketball. Corey Walker 
has locked down this freshman sensation. Walker's wide open for three, sets his feet, fires and hits. Corey Walker for the third time this year knocks down a triple. Really fun, entertaining, energetic game so far and we're tied again. Corey back to Tyler. Tyler's got a big body on him. Jab set, creates separation, makes another three from long range. Yeah, he has unlimited range for sure. He, he shoots from places others would hesitate, but he does not. And he makes another one. Joey, if he's in the building, he's in range. USF on top, 17-16, nine minutes to go first half. Harris crosses over. He's loose again, fires a three. God! And he got fouled! Tyler Harris with a potential four-point play. Oh, Joey, he broke some ankles there. Unbelievable. Created the separation, went straight up, still drew the foul, has a chance for a four-point play, and Tyler Harris is starting to take this game over offensively. Joey, he did his patented celebration while he was laying face down on the floor. <laughs> Freeman with a lob pass inside. This is Chun got it blocked from behind by Sam Hines, and Chun was the last one to touch it. 6-11 going to the basket, got blocked by the power forward. That's an incredible play by Sam Hines. Into Tyler Harris, open in the corner, elevates, fires for three, hits for three. Tyler Harris, another triple from long range. He's got four in the first half. Well, he certainly has his shooting game on tonight. He's got 13 points and four of six from the three-point line. Here's Kelly trying to answer, and he does right over Tyler Harris. Back-to-back -back threes by C.J. Kelly. It's a shootout. Harris, he's going to shoot and try to answer, and that comes up short. And offensive rebound by Russell Chiwa, our first one of the game. Tyler Harris nearly had it stolen from behind. Cross-court pass to Selton Miguel. Line drive three, right side, rattled it in. That was a BB. <laughs> That was a BB, it was barely over the, the front of the rim, but it had just the right trajectory to go in and the Bulls have surged back ahead, 29-26. Selton Miguel quickly the other way, stops and pops the three, right side, good, Selton Miguel! And he is talking to Brandon Suggs on the way down. Bulls now eight of 18 from three-point range, that's the story of the first half. 118 to go first half, Harris out near midcourt, lob pass to Russell Chiu with the high post, two dribbles, Selton Miguel, ball fake, He's going to try and go around Kelly. Gets all the way to the basket. Finger roll. Roll it in. Selton Miguel with the ball fake. And look at him stare at the UCF bench on the way by. <laughs> yeah. Evil eye. This is a, a fun personality dynamic going on between these two teams. This is a mano imano rivalry game. Largest lead of the game quickly by USF. 36-30 with 103 to go. And you're the crowd into it. It was a phenomenal crowd, of course. It was alumni weekend. As we got you set up for the game, we replayed a lot of those Contest from the 91-92 season, the NCAA tournament team. Derek Sharp, the other Derek Sharp, the one that was, a, yeah, he was a better basketball player than me. Sporting the very distinguished sort of gray beard. Yes, it has been a few years since that team. They all got to enjoy, along with a great crowd there of nearly 6,000. And the UCF fans weren't enjoying as much, but the SoFlo Rodeo, it was really a fantastic environment. And really a typical first half. You know, the Bulls do their typical... 8 for 19 on threes, and only 5 for 9 on twos. Okay, that's not typical. It got a little bit more bogged down in the second half from a free-flowing situation because there were so many fouls. Both teams were in the bonus with about 15 minutes to go. And how about this? The Bulls made their free throws. 16 for 17, but Tyler Harris getting 12 for 12 in that situation. 20 points for Harris alone in the second half. 
extended highlights here, some sensational stuff from Keyshawn Bryant included as he scored eight points in the second half. You know, Russell Chiwa was not a big factor on a scoring front in this game. In fact, he only attempted a couple shots in the second half. But after these highlights, you're going to hear what Brian Gregory had to say about Chiwa's contribution. And also Miguel on the defensive end. C.J. Kelly had 13 in the first half of the Knights. He was pretty much locked up the rest of the way. It was 38-33 at the break. UCF would come out, though, on a Kelly 3 and tie it less than two minutes in. But it got better from there. Extended second-half highlights of a Warren I-4 victory. Pass inside. Hendricks got it blocked by Russell Chiwa, his fourth of the year, and he just blocked the dunk. The other way, Chaplin, reverse layup, counted, and he got fouled. Oh, Jameer Chaplin got caught in the air, spinning like a whirling dervish. And he finished the shot and a chance at a three-point play. Well, that Offense was and defense. One heck of a sequence. Hendricks goes up and gets it cleanly blocked by Chiwa on the other end. Jameer Chaplin spins a, a running backhand layup that goes in and he gets fouled. Have Russell Chiwa on the bench at this juncture. So Corey Walker's playing the five. Out near the logo, left side pass to Hines. Quickly down low on the block to Walker. Goes to work on Freeman. Drop step, jump hook, right hand, around the rim and in. The Bulls are up eight. That's their largest lead, 57-49. Corey, Corey Walker's given the Bulls a lot today on both sides of the court. His best game of the year. Kelly back the other way into the paint. Around Walker, running layup, misses. Walker with a rebound. Throws an outlet pass. This is ahead to Keyshawn Bryant. Euro steps around a man floater. Good! He had Harris coming down one wing, but he took it himself. Here comes UCF the other way. Kelly throws it up. Rejected by Keyshawn Bryant. Get that out of here. Wow. Keyshawn Bryant on both ends of the court. He hits a little Eurostep runner to put the Bulls up by 10, their largest lead. Then on the other end, he swats it into row seven. Keyshawn Bryant gets the rebound. How about that switch up on defense? Here's a no-look pass inside to Chaplin. Layup good. Tyler Harris matches his career high with his seventh assist and his third no-look tonight. I know Tyler Harris has hit some big shots in this game, but his passing is even more impressive, including that one to Jameer Chaplin that puts the Bulls back up by 10. UCF really in the passing lanes tonight. Chiwa gets it off to Tyler Harris. Shot clock down to seven. He's got two guys on him. Selton Miguel puts the ball on the floor. He's going to get into the paint. Now into the corner. To Harris got his three-point attempt blocked. Got it back. Fires a three. <laughs> beat the shot clock. He got it. Tyler Harris has 24, and there's some breathing room. I don't think I've ever seen a play like that in basketball where a three-pointer gets blocked back into the hands of the of the shooter, and he makes it. That was unbelievable. Looking for Harris, finds him in the corner. Quick trigger three for Tyler. Another three! He got another! He's got 27! Man, oh man, Tyler Harris has stood up and made himself be counted this afternoon when the Bulls needed him most. And the Bulls now lead the Knights by 13. Largest lead of the game for the guys in slime. Here comes a double team. Now he turns the corner, gets right down to the low block. Bounce pass to Harris. He elevates, fires a three on the move. That's an air ball. Rebound, Keyshawn Bryant. He missed a two-handed dunk. Got it back, and the layup is good. I mean, he was all alone, and he would make that a million times out of a million. Another crazy play that you don't see too often. The dunker gets the ball back and makes the basket. Under a minute to go. 12-point lead. They're on their feet at the Yingling Center. Harris being hounded, and he will go back to the free throw line. A lot on the line right here, Joey. In addition to trying to slam the door, he's got an opportunity for a career-high 32nd and 33rd point. He could set a USF school record for best free throw shooting percentage in a single game, and they are on their feet. Haven't heard it in the building like this for, for a, few, a few years. 
Great performance by the Bulls and the fans showing their appreciation. Tyler will shoot two free throws. No Bulls at the free throw lane with him. And he's string music. He's got a lane violation on, on UCF. He missed the free throw. And I think it was because Young was falling in the lane and he caught that in his peripheral vision. So that one gets wiped out. And Tyler Harris will get to shoot another one. And he makes it. 85-71. There was no one at the line with Tyler Harris, so he air-high-fived everybody after he made the free throw. USF played 52 basketball seasons. Nobody's been 13 of 13. Jay Kelly talking to Keyshawn Bryant. These two are nose-to-nose, -nose, Joey. And now the officials have to come in. There's a shove by Kelly. He's uh, going to pick up a person. A, That's got to be a technical, right? He technical. just shoved him. Oh he just goodness. shoved Keyshawn Bryant. What? I mean, did, did, did they not see that? It the, was right the, in front of them. The referee was between the two of them. Oh, my goodness. Brian Kelly's on the floor check now. Check the replay on that. Johnny Dawkins is on the floor. The officials are losing control of this thing now. And they're sending both teams off the floor. you got to be kidding me. Dawkins is all the way out on the floor. Brian Gregory's trying to get his team back. C.J. Kelly with a one-handed shove on Keyshawn Bryant. Hendricks, he's going to launch a three. That's no good. And a rebound by uh, Ryan Conwell. 13 seconds to go. Listen to this crowd. Well-deserved victory by the Bulls from start to finish. But we're on I-4. Part one goes to the Bulls. That's all there is. There isn't any more. USF wins at 85-72. to 72, An impressive performance. So there was a lot to love in there. A couple of notes. First of all, I always point out the Scott Wager's reaction meter. He is famously known for being very stoic and barely moving even on the most exciting plays. You know what play actually got a fist pump out of Coach Wager's? If you go back and look at the ESPN Plus replay, that would be that sequence where Chiwa had the block and then Jameer Chaplin had the and one on the other end. That made it 48-43, the three-point play. Oh yeah, Chaplin sinking some free throws. He's been really bad in that area this year and he was really good. So were the Bulls in all areas. Corey Walker Jr. mentioned his performance. It was a tie for season high as far as minutes went, 19 of them. He was averaging 1.9 points coming into this game. He scored eight in it, so all the way around, a tremendous performance for him. And, of course, Tyler Harris was fantastic with 33 points. The little situation at the end where you heard some shoving going on, Keyshawn Bryant now – Tyler Harris is the guy you can see where if you're the other team, and I think that's why the lane violation happened there where the UCF player is like, well, I'm just going to try and break this guy's rhythm because we're not able to stop him. But Keyshawn Bryant, giving UCF players the look, the little smoochy smooch, and then the pointing to the scoreboard, the Bulls have added some swagger with Harris, Bryant, and Selton Miguel. You'll notice he adds to that as well. So it's really a fun team to watch, and it certainly was on Saturday. Here's... Brian Gregory's summation of a big-time 85-72 win. They're really good. They're really good. They're physical. They're tough, long around the basket, and we needed to play exceptionally well. And to give our guys credit, that's exactly what they did. Every facet of the game, I thought we were great defensively in the first half, pretty good in the second half, offensively much better in the second half in terms of moving the ball and moving bodies, uh, cutting and then we were great on the offensive glass in the second half. And I always say our offense can be determined by a couple things. One, um, obviously, if you shoot the ball really well, you're creating good shots. We shot 44%, which is pretty good. 
and then 35 from the three, which is very good. But the offensive rebounds, because if you're getting offensive rebounds, two things are happening. One, you're breaking down their defense, and two, you got guys flying around. And that's what we had in the second half. And that was, in my opinion, the difference in the game. I thought we uh, made a switch on the defensive assignment and moved Selton Miguel on to C.J. Kelly. I thought he did a great job on that. I thought he did a great job on that. Russ has been scoring points for us, and he's most improved player in the league by far. But with post players, you can scheme and, and, and take them out of games by trapping and double teaming and different things like that. And his growth is just tremendous because he turns around and he gets 12 rebounds for us, does a great job defensively uh, in anchoring our defense. We didn't get stretched and, and extended today, and he was tremendous. One, one time they turned the corner on a ball screen, one time the whole game. They must have set 50 ball screens, and he's the one who's always guarding it. You know, total team effort, a lot of good basketball from a lot of different guys. Just, you know, we responded. We did not play well on Wednesday, and we've been playing pretty good. Uh, and we've figured out a way to finish it tonight or this afternoon. So very pleased with the effort. And be remiss, obviously great crowd. So Flow Rodeo is in full effect. Uh, they're great. That's going to keep building. And we know we have our, our job to do in that, and that's to play with with great energy and intensity, and, and we did that as well. You know, sometimes I don't struggle because we have so much material, but I'm not exactly sure going into a weekend or into a week what we're going to be replaying. But it was pretty easy this weekend, just on repeat, that game after it ended on USF Bulls Unlimited, and then, of course, after Sunday's game ended on repeat both of the games. We'll give you some highlights from the women who actually had a more thorough performance on Sunday and another great crowd for that. The men, meanwhile, will be next in action on Wednesday night in Philly against, yes, a Temple team that stunned Houston on the road. The Bulls are just 9-11 and overall and 2-5 and in the conference, but we all know that they were in every game in conference play, and now they're starting to get the rewards. And we'll see if it continues on Wednesday. So how do you top what happened on Saturday? Where the Bulls, by the way, 85 points. UCF entered averaging, allowing 63 points to the opponent. Well, you top it with a, a near-identical offensive performance and a thorough defeat of, yes, UCF is a little bit down this year after losing so many of its key contributors, including its top five scores to either graduation or to Georgia, along with its departed head coach, Katie Abrahamson Henderson. This UCF Knights team that came to Tampa was 10-7, and but that was bolstered by a 6-0 and start against teams that averaged ranked 275th in the net. When they played Auburn, they lost by 40. When they played Tennessee, they lost by 35. And when they played Houston, they lost by 38. Bulls continued that trend. Two players came into this game averaging double-doubles. Of course, you know about the Bulls. Dulce Fankamangiati on the other side. Destiny Thomas brought in that reputation for a Knights team that was among the nation's leaders in offensive rebounds. Thomas herself grabbing more than five per game, which was third in the country. Well, she, Thomas, would go for three points and seven boards, while the Bulls, Dulce Fankamangiati, 18 and 13. Elena Chinecki, 16 points in the first half, 21 for the game. And Carla Brito, as you'll hear in these first quarter highlights, really after a struggle last Wednesday. Remember, she only played eight minutes at Houston, turned it over four times. Much different story. Here are your first quarter highlights. That time Hutton hustles for the rebound, but knocks it to Dulce, who will grab the board. 
Now Wilson looks to push. Oh, oh pass. pass by Brito. And that's a beautiful layup and a fast break group. 90 seconds in, it's two to nothing. Ooh, good run by Brito and led her into that layup area. Wilson, nice cross court pass, three quarter court. Now Hutton gets double team, wants to go around Brito. Dulcie helps out. Oh, that's a rejection right there. Now to Jewett with Janecki on her. She sees the time on the shot clock, passes it, which is a little inexplicable. And that'll be a 30 second shot clock violation. It also shows you how good the defense was on Jewett. This is why Dulcie should be in the WNBA draft this year. That defense was amazing. She not only fronted the post, tipped the ball away, then she helped out. She jumped to help out on the guard when Destiny Thomas was going to set the screen, then rolled back to Destiny Thomas. She was extremely active the entire time. Bounces it to Queen for three, no good. But Brito unopposed for the rebound, puts it up and in. Awesome to see Carla Brito off to a good start, and it's eight to two. Dulcie's to too far out there. To Brito. That's a three-point shot, and it rims in. I thought it had a good look to it, and it clanked off the front rim. I guess my first instincts were correct. And it's 11 to 2 bull. Now Chinecki, far from the basket, can't pull the trigger and wants to drive in. Boy, they are double teaming her. What a bounce pass to Brito. And it is another hoop for Carla. She's got nine points, and it's 13 to 2. And credit Chinecki with patience. Wilson has Chinecki in the corner, fakes the three, pulls up for a short range jumper, and the Bulls are knocking them down right now. KO in the Knights, perhaps early here. It's 15 to 2. Chinecki has had a fantastic game so far. Drifts to the left side, uh, has a wide open Asensio calling for the ball, puts up a high arcing three, and it's good. Marina Asensio took her a while to make her first. Now she's made two of them this year. Good patience again shown by Chinecki, right? She knows they're worried about her, so she pulls, draws two players in. Pulls her seven for 12 from Oh, the there four. she is. Oh. Over to Chinecki, that being the shoot. <laughs> With 17 seconds left, double team, pulls up a foul line jumper in rhythm. You can tell when she's got that rhythm thing going on. She makes another one. It's 23 to nine. She's got eight points. The shooting in the first half was somewhat good. The Bulls missed three of their first four, but then it went until the midway point of the second quarter before the next time they missed back-to-back -back shots. They started off 14 for 21. They ended up the first half right on 60%. Here's how the second quarter went. Bad pass by Godbolt, the freshman. Chinecki steps into the way, pushes it up to Sammy Puises. Baseline jumper and a butte. And the ball's off to a hot start here. It's 25 to 12. Janecki, another in rhythm jumper, man. You can just see. You talked about her practicing her free throws. I don't think she was just doing those. They can't stop her. She's scoring at will. The only thing that's going to stop her is when she goes to get a rest at the bench. To Dulcie wants to spin left. Tough shot. She scoots it over the top of the glass. Nice job by Dulcie Fankamangiati, the first field goal make, and it's 29-13. Dulcie gets you pinned that low this season and has the ability, has space for one power dribble or a nice turn. You're sunk as a defender. 29-16, Chinecki gets bumped, still scores. She Alana just said Chinecki. something, too. <laughs> like, hey, I'm getting bumped here. Definitely a foul call not there. There were a bunch of fouls calling UCF in the first quarter, seven, and now Jose wanted that one. 31-16. Pull up from the foul line. Let's see if Dulce gets that rebound of the Brown miss. Kiara Brown, a Richard Jr. Oh, Chinecki. Wilson wants oh, to run. Oh, pass. what a catch by Danny. And the Bulls are running and gunning today. 8-0 on the fast break. Timeout, UCF. Good man-to-man, -man, though, isn't it? 20s guarding each other. 22s guarding each other now that I look at it. Chinecki is number three. Oh, what a Euro step and a pump fake, and it drops in. Bulls are hitting their shots, man. Six out of seven in this quarter, and it's 35 to 18. Brito fakes the three, that's much better. Oh, what a pass to Dulcie. Drew Thomas to her. That was awesome, 39-24. That's that craftiness with the basketball I was talking about. She is just so crafty with the ball, just like Chineke. So I think 
Just a little more patience from her. She's going to be unbelievable. Oh, good God, D, well, good drop. Trick pass, but Wilson was there. Now Puisis looks to run, has Ariel off to her right side. And another bad pass, that one by Ashley Foster. Now Brito looks the other way, has Puisis off to her left, wants to take Hutton, though. Carla Brito playing really well today in double figures already, and it's 41-24. Foster again out of control at travel. Two quick turnovers out to Wilson. Open man is Puisis. Boom. Sammy Priestess for three, six assists for Wilson. The first attempt from distance and the largest lead at 44-24. Oh, what unselfish basketball by the Bulls. Really unselfish basketball. And really refreshing to see a halftime lead in their first six conference games. All wins, granted, the Bulls were close at half, either behind barely or ahead barely, and blew it open with a strong third quarter minimum, outscoring their opponent by nine. Well, in this case, UCF would get out to a 13-11 to 11 third quarter. But the Bulls, as you heard, were up by 22, entering half among the many impressive stats, 60% from the floor shooting the ball. How about rebounding, 23-8? to eight. Bulls gave UCF more rebounding opportunities in the third quarter, only went 3 for 14. Crazy if you think about it, the Bulls ended up shooting better than 50% from the floor in this game, and that included a stretch where they went 2 for 14. Must have meant the fourth quarter went pretty well. It did. Here's the audio evidence. Puisis after that. Pui, four, three, and the biggest lead of the day. It's 26, 65 to 39. We're near the midway point of the fourth quarter. Oh, good team. 65-41, Ariel Wilson gets it knocked away by Godbolt with the 34 steals. You can see why. Oh, that's a nice look by Wilson. Assist eight to Brito, 13 points, and it's back to a 26-point margin. Woo. Give the ball to Dulce. Strong move to the hoop. And Dulce Fankamangiato scores again easily, and it's 69 to 43. Yeah, Dulce's pick and roll is so good. She does such a nice job. 15 points, 13 rebounds. She'll hit right around her averages. She needs another two points to get her scoring average. She's just a tick above her rebounding average. Four minutes to go in this one. Her counterpart on the other side, the average of a double-double. Destiny Thomas, not today, folks. Three points and seven rebounds. This could be the other two points I was talking about, they are. For Dulce Fankamangiotti, Jeanette Arneo sends it inside and UCF can't handle that. Dulce's so, I mean, such a great season. She's so solid. And we'll leave it there. Oh yes, Dulce Fankamangiotti was very solid in this one, so were the Bulls. Now, after she departed, crowd of more than 4,500 gave her a great ovation along with Janecki. It was awesome to see the bench come to the party with everybody that showed up in the game scoring but for Ariel Wilson, who did not attempt a shot but had eight assists. We're going to hang on to that because I think that could be a key thing moving forward to tomorrow's show. We'll give you some of Jose Fernandez as well, and we hope to give you, I think we will for the first time, where the Bulls are ranked in the top 25. Again, more women's basketball analysis on tomorrow's show. Don't worry about that. Oh, one final stat. I know we mentioned it on the air, but fast break points. By the way, a stat that, of course, does not count baskets when you score five seconds after the other team does because technically that's not a fast break, but the Bulls were doing plenty of that. On the actual fast break, you want to talk about getting and running with the ball. 21 to nothing Bulls. We'll also begin our baseball interviews had some outstanding conversations as part of their photo shoot. That was on Friday afternoon there at the Muma Center, actually. And then we'll continue our softball conversations. But we'll wrap with a tennis wrap-up from the weekend. And after going 0-3, but really being in all their matches in Boca Raton, 
Ashley Fisher's men's team flipped it around and went 3-0. First of all, after dropping the doubles point Friday afternoon at FGCU, beating the Eagles, it was 5-2. Only loss was at the number one spot. Good match. Davide Tortora took the first set but fell to ranked Magnus Johnson. But the Bulls won all of the rest of the singles. Two easy ones, important performances for Eric Avelius, the Georgia transfer, at number two singles, and Alvin Tadorka, 6-4-6 love at number three. So the Bulls grabbed the first two singles points, and then Elijah Cham, one of their Aussie freshmen, close first set, 7-5-6-3, so the Bulls just needed to win one of the last three matches after taking the first three in singles and a really critical second-set tiebreak win for Bruno Oliveira. Lost the first set in a tiebreaker, won the second, and then when he took the third, 6-3, that wrapped up a big win for the Bulls, and they let the last match play out. And their other Australian freshman, Thomas Pavlikovic-Smith, won his third set in a tiebreaker. So that was big momentum coming back home, and on Sunday, the Bulls take both ends of their doubleheader. First of all, beating Georgia State without dropping a set, Tortora at the number one spot, 6-love, six 6-1. Six the only question mark was at number six singles because that was a first set tiebreaker that Elijah Cham won 12-10. So you want to get that first match out of the way quickly if you can because you got to play again later. And the Bulls defeat Stetson 5-2. This looked like the scoreline of some of their losses from last weekend in that matches were going into the third set, but the Bulls were getting wins when they needed to instead of dropping those. They took the doubles points, solid performances from Totora Gravelius at number one. Todorica Cham at number three, both winning 6-2. But Stetson quickly grabbed the first singles point. Bruno Oliveira must have run out of steam after that earlier three-setter. He lost 6-2, 6-love. But Tortora, again, close second set, finishes off his match 7-5. Tom Pisani, very solid at the number six spot, makes it 6-3, 6-3. That gave the Bulls a 3-1 lead, meant they just had to win one of the final three matches, and they all went to a third set, but Cham clinches the overall victory with a six-love third set at the number five spot. Todorica would finish up his victory to make it 5-2. Next up, the ITA kickoff event in Gainesville this weekend. Speaking of Gainesville, the Gators actually came to play the women's tennis team, and Sierra Berry, who was the phenom as a freshman last year, played in the number three spot. That shows you that Christina Morris's team is deep and talented. Not quite as talented as the Gators, who are one of the nationally ranked teams that ended up being 6-1, to one, but Barry did get a victory. Impressively, 6-3, 6-2, but the Gators took the other matches all in straight sets but one. Florida A&M comes to the USF tennis courts. That'll be next Friday, so they're off for a little bit. It's kind of spaced out their early schedule before it picks up while the men are putting together a lot of matches early on. And we cover it all for you here on Bulls Beat. That was a fun one to recap, a winning weekend. Again, we'll be replaying those games in mass over the next few days before getting back on the court on Wednesday. Thanks for listening to Bulls Beat. I'm Derek Sharp.